Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back for our first episode of 2023. Joining me is Mr. Lee Hancock. Lee here. Mr. Roe Hancock. Glad to be here. Lads, happy new year. Yes, hey, hell, here we go, year. 2023, how are we feeling? New year, pumped? Pumped, it's a, the podcast is feeling a bit fresh, took the week off. Um, did you have a nice one? Well, here's the question I'll pose <laughs> to you guys. Did you make it to 12 o'clock on New Year's Eve? Did you see I, the, uh, the New Year in? I did. You did? Excellent, Roy, yourself? Yes, yeah, I was up there at 12 o'clock as well, just watching my favourite movie as well, which was uh, quite Eternal nice. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You know it, Nick. There we so, go. Yes, they're bringing it in the right way. Good man. What about yourself? Mate, I was, I was there. I was going off like a cut snake. Um, <laughs> yes. Woke up without a hangover. So it was a very successful start to 2023. And I'll continue to build off that momentum, hopefully. Yeah, positive start. But stoked to be here with you guys today. As, as we said, a week off. Uh, back first episode of 2023. It's going to be another massive year mm. of basketball. Approaching the second half of the season now. Incredible races taking place in, mm. in both the East and Western Conference. Mm. So what we thought we'd do today is just highlight from the first, I guess, half of the season heading into 2023, some of the biggest surprises to come out of the standings thus far from both conferences. And there's been some big ones. For better or worse, yep, hasn't there? Some absolutely. very interesting talking points to get into there. We'll touch base on all the notable odds and ends momentarily. Before we do so, though, guys, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover. As we head in the new year, they're continuing to keep us, we'll keep everybody around the globe, US, mm. Australia, Canada, up to date with all of our content and other aspiring content creators out there. So certainly appreciate all their continued work and support. Mm-hmm. Lads, let's get into some odds and ends. I'm going to start with a bit of trivia for you guys. Here we go. Just, Early uh, morning trivia. Just test how the old uh, the old brain's firing into the new year. Rightio. But now we all undoubtedly, every basketball fan around the world pretty well saw Donovan Mitchell's incredible, incredible, mm. just record-breaking performance against the Bulls the other day. Enormous. He became mm. just the seventh man in NBA history to score 70 or more points. Now, it's the highest score since Kobe's 81 in 2006 there. He finished with 71 points, eight rebounds, 11 assists, mm. went 22 of 34 from the field, 7 of 15 from three, and 20 of 25 from the line. Now, without Garland or Mobley, an incredibly close contest that needed yeah. every point from him. Yes. And I think you got, did you see the the uh, the report afterwards that there was a lane violation? No, I didn't see this. Off the, no. uh, the last free throw that he got the rebound, got the uh, the put back to seal it to OT. Shouldn't have actually, it should have been called, uh, called away. Ooh, little lane violation, but don't let that ruin a good story. No. I want to get you guys to name the six other players who have scored 70 or more points. So Kobe, let's be D book. Yeah, so let's get the obvious Booker. ones out of the way. Booker, Kobe. Kobe. So we're looking at Will. four to go. Wilt? Four to go. Three um, to go. Wilt's on there. Wilt's on there. Is he in NBA records or is he in the ABA records? But anyway, uh, doesn't matter. Um, who else? Who else? I'll may give, have... Do you need some clues? Uh, I'll throw MJ in there. No. No MJ. 69 uh, okay. was his highest. Oh, right. okay. Um, AI? No. No? No. Uh, You've got a Lakers legend in there. Um, probably doesn't garner as, a much, as much attention as a Lakers stalwart as you know, the Kareems, uh, the Kobe's, the things like not that. Not Shaq. No, not Shaq. No. Uh, um, a little bit older. A little bit older than Shaq. Uh, you're looking... Oh, um, geez, the, you're looking at Elgin Baylor for that one. Elgin Baylor. Right. Elgin okay. Baylor. And then you've got two Davids. 
Can you David give me Robinson. David Robinson. Mm. He's one. Yep. Was he? And one to go. Wouldn't have picked that. David. Who's another? Bit really? of a hard pull, I reckon, this one. <laughs> give us some. David clothes. Thompson. Oh, okay. David Thompson. So there's the seven men now. Will, David Thompson, David Robinson, Kobe, Devin Booker, Elgin Baylor, and joining that illustrious list, Donovan Mitchell now. Mm. So what do you guys think? It was a phenomenal game. Did you guys happen to watch it? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't, but I did see the condensed version of the, the game version. but the it was, condensed version itself was long enough yeah it right. was it was no it was an absolutely phenomenal effort by donovan mitchell do you think with a performance like this mm. it just kind of puts him back in people's mind possibly at the mvp table not at the mvp table you know, i, I mean so? it was it was the most outstanding game individual performance i've seen in a while or mm. better than lucas 60 22 and 10 oh. I, i'd, Jeez, I'd how, say how, so just yeah. because of duke we don't expect that from Luca, but it's not. It wasn't unheard of that he did that. But yeah. it, it surprised as, me that Donovan it's more likely than Mitchell like, scored exactly. Seven. Okay, mm. Um, mm. but yeah, one outstanding, very good performance doesn't put him in MVP talks for me. He's around that seven six mark still, but that's not MVP talk. I think he's in consideration. I wouldn't put him in like the top three necessarily, but I I think I'm with you, Lee. I think he's sort of just hovering around the five six seven mark. And when you, the, the, your team in the Cleveland Cavaliers are performing as well as they are... Sitting fourth at the minute, only two fourth. games back of the number one seed. Exactly. So they're not far behind. Donovan Mitchell has been a huge contributor, particularly off enormous games like that one. He has to be in consideration in some aspect. But I guess from my perspective, I look at Donovan Mitchell and I think he's a great player, but I feel like to a certain extent I have un- still underrated him. Um, I remember when we were having our would you rather episode yes. the other week? Yep. I think he wasn't getting as much love as he perhaps should have, yeah. um, but he has these 70 point games where Ooh. he puts, he's straight back into the front of mind and you can't underrate Donovan Mitchell because he's an absolute superstar of the league. Well, we saw it in the bubble, this performance as well. He's got these, it's, it's kind of somewhat reminiscent of a booker mm-hmm. in that ability to just score at will. Yeah. Um, just like turn on the afterburners and just go bananas. I found this game, partly in due to the fact he also had, uh, what was it, 11 assists there, mm. um, eight rebounds, a lot better of an overall performance than Booker's, 70. Yeah. Um, just purely for the fact, as I said, they needed all of his points. Mm. With Booker's, it was a bit of a blowout. They were winning. It was all under control. They were just kind of feeding it. It's garbage yeah. time. Um, whereas this this was one of the most, like it's, and I don't think it's quite sunk in yet. Like he's on a list of seven players in NBA history, mm. how, how historic it was. Um, but fair play to him. I think it certainly boosts his MVP credentials. You know, a couple more games like this. If the Cavs can continue to win and keep their momentum rolling, uh, I'd have him in and around the fourth, fifth mark mm. at the minute. Probably not quite Six, up there with the Giannis, Jokic, you know, KD. Tatum. Tatum hanging mm. around the periphery. Mm. I mean, that's um, four right there. <laughs> yeah, you can make it. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I he, think he's in fair. and around the mark. I just love how D-Book fans are salty after Donovan Mitchell's game. It, um, it, it kind of symbolizes Suns fans, I think. They were they were like, Devin Booker had 50 at the half. If he kept playing, you know, the minutes that Donovan played, he would have had the 100. They're kind of running parallel at the minute in their careers almost to a certain extent, aren't they? Yeah, I, they are to a certain extent. I just think Donovan is would you way rather? more consistent. And Devin Booker. Ooh, hmm. Right, there you go off the dome. Who would you take? Um, I'm not underrating Devin Booker either. I oh, think I would t- probably take... Oh, that's so difficult. Because yeah, you think recency bias. Yeah, recency bias comes into oh. the equation as well. I think 
I would probably still take Devin Booker between the yeah. two, but that, it's a it's a close one. Now, with the seventy point games, Ooh. there was this conversation throughout the week. Out of all the current crop of players, oh. who do you think will be the next one? Okay, put your predictions in now. Who will be the next player to score seventy points? I think it's probably. Oh shit! One player. I could I say, say KD. Like but I could. I, I think I'm going to go Embiid. Embiid. Okay. Yes. Yep. I'll go. Uh, can I name like three? You can name one, two. Mate, you make <laughs> the rules as you go. I'd say. I'd say. Um, Give Luke, us some honorable I'd, mentions. I'd say Luca can put up seventy. Mm. Yeah. And then honorable mentions D book, and I'll put D Mitch back in there too. Yeah, Luca. Yep, I think he could not back to back, but Luca came in front of mind to mind as well, particularly yeah. if it goes to an OT game or a double overtime game. Yep. We've seen how easy it is for him to score 50. Absolutely. It's not going to take much more Light to work. get to that 70 mark. Who would you bet? So Luca's your pick? I reckon Luca Doncic. Yep. Beautiful. For sure. Lads, we'll move ahead. Head to the Western Conference with news coming out that Zion Williamson is set to be reevaluated in three weeks' time after suffering a hamstring injury mm. against the 76ers on Tuesday. Uh, Fingers crossed it's not a reoccurring thing. Hamstrings, once they go once, they can tend to niggle and linger a little bit. Yes. Um, you guys ever done a hamstring? I've done a slight strain and they're not very much fun. No, mm. not yourself, Lena? No, I haven't. No. Uh, I've, I've done the same, like a yeah. light strain. I know mm. people who have completely like torn it torn and it. Yeah. whatever else, but it, even a slight niggle is, um, you know, it, it sets you back. It's more than mm. enough. So he, he's been incredible this season. 26 points, seven rebounds, four and a half assists. The only small silver lining in this is for the Pelicans. You know, they've been red hot the last couple of weeks. Mm. Probably the last week or so cooled down a little bit. Uh, but news starting to build that they are expecting Brandon Ingram back, hopefully very mm. shortly, which should just alleviate a little bit of the pressure on CJ McCollum. I'd say a lot of the pressure. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, and he's their leading scorer, is he? Uh, he'd be close. Zion at 26 a game, I think, would be right there with him. Mm. Um, and CJ been over out. 20. Brandon Ingram's been out for a while too. Well, with hasn't that he? toe injury, and it's just been setback after setback. Mm. But um, for it's, it's just a bit of a shame, isn't it, so far with the Pelicans? We haven't, for as good as they've been, we haven't been able to see them at full strength yet. Mm. Zion um, in particular as well. Like, uh, I mean, can we get through one season, just one season? We cannot. Where He's he, how good he is, though, yeah, isn't he? I know. This is the thing. If he if he was like super durable and was able to play like the fair majority of games, he'd probably be right there in MVP contention. He was getting talk a couple of weeks yeah. ago when he'd strung a few of those quality games together. But yeah, I mean, it shows how good they're going to be when they're both back though. They're sitting third in the West at what, 23 and 13 or something. I think you're pretty well on the 24 and 14. Yep. Third in the West. Like talk about surprises. I thought that'd be good. Not this good. Well, I, I, I'm trying to think where I had them now. I think you had them up there, Nick. You can I say them, Yeah, Go I ahead think I had them it. right up there. I thought they were going to be good, <laughs> no. but Give him I, you know, I, I think there's been a lot of, they've been better than even I thought, yeah. especially, mm. you know, the role players. Even Dyson exceeded. Daniels. Oh, yeah, like, I've yeah. talked him up for the last 12, 24 months before he came into the NBA, but he has really even surpassed what I thought mm. he would achieve and, uh, they're just in a really, really good spot at the moment. So, And the team chemistry, I don't, don't know. Like, we've seen a lot of these teams with the pre-game entrances. There's been a lot of hate around it, but I actually find them really entertaining. There's like been it. a lot of people saying how corny it is and stuff, but just have a bit of fun. It's just a game. Yeah, like, what man, are we getting so serious Grizzlies about? Grizzlies walkout is the best. Though. Yeah, it is. 
It is by far. I love that walkout. <laughs> it, it's uh, as if much. If you were in opposition, how would you feel walking out to that? Would that fire you up more? Oh to, god, yes. To see them, yeah, the opposition yeah. doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably if I was the opposition. But as a neutral NBA, NBA fan, watching good, that it? kind of thing, oh, so fun. I love it. So well, fun. hopefully, it's only a quick injury there. Likewise, Lee, the news continues to get worse and worse for the Hornets. Kelly Oubre out for the next four to six weeks after undergoing surgery on a torn ligament in his left hand. Mm. Uh, he's been a bit of a shining light this season for you guys. Yeah. 20 points a game, um, which with that, for as good as he's been, it means now with him out, there's a lot of slack to pick up yeah. on that offensive side. Mm. I don't know who's going to pick up that that 20 points a game. No, I hope no one does. I hope we finish bottom of the rank so we get Wemby, to be well, honest. I think he might have just as of the other day. Yep, no, there you are, last at the minute, running with 10 and 29 record. Mm. I was going to put them on my surprise list, but I, could, I just didn't want to talk about them. Understandable. Yeah. There's there's nothing really positive to say at the minute, no. is there? Do you reckon do you reckon Kelly Oubre being out coincides with a decrease in female attendance at the Hornets games? I, I, you say, That's I, an interesting I, I don't one. know about this because I think he's a little bit overrated oh, in the looks department. But yeah, you've not... got the male gaze, you see. You've yeah. got to put yourself in the female perspective. Is this center it... is Rick Fox? <laughs> Remember Rick Fox? <laughs> yes, yeah. Is it because yeah. he's got like a bad boy look a little bit? But he's I think like so. his eyes are quite nice. He's got soft features. I think but he's like a good a looking boy. guy. Yeah, I'm, what, I'm trying to think where, who would be the best looking player. Yeah, maybe that'll have to be an episode. That, that could, <laughs> in, in itself, that could be a. That'll be very subjective. A very my word. Tell you what, Delhi will be up there. Delhi, yeah, <laughs> he gets the um. What is it? The uh, like the Australian bump, doesn't he? He does. The, the patriotic bump. Yeah, patriotic yeah. bump. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, on other injury news. The Pistons will also be without Marvin Bagley for an extended period of time after an injury to his right hand. Uh, ten and a half points, six rebounds this season. Currently sitting with a, you know, right there with the Hornets, right at the bottom of the East. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels again for them, kind of like the Ubre situation. Like once Cade went down, it was pretty much curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both those teams just hunting for the Wemby stakes now. So. You know, not the worst time to go out injured there for Bagley. I'll tell you what, though, just quickly on Bagley. He's another guy, likewise with Zion Williams, and who you just want to see him string together some games because at the moment he's finding it really difficult to go on long stretches without getting some sort of injury, whether it be he's a... Looked, he's looked better. He's looked much better. I mean, the, I think the change of scenery to Detroit, even though it's occurred a little while ago now, but we probably haven't seen as much as we'd want to of him in the Pistons uniform, but he's looked good. He's looked really solid. If you said to someone, say someone who wasn't aware and you were watching a Piston ga- Pistons game mm. with Bagley and you said to him, a couple of years ago, this guy was the number two overall pick. Do you reckon mm. they'd believe you or laugh at you? They, oh. They'd cackle in your face, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And, but, the, but that's understandable given the fact that, like, you, you'd probably be expecting a bit more out of a 10.6 rebound what, type bloke. But what a, what a letdown given that, that, that class. So you had Aiton, you had Bagley. Yeah, Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Yes. Was Shay in that one as well, I believe? Shay, yeah, I think he was. I think so as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, is it, wouldn't you be kicking yourself if you're the Kings drafting Bagley and you're looking at arguably a potential Mount Rushmore player in Luka, yep. a, a superstar in Trey, um, another superstar in the making in Shay, and mm. thinking, where did it all go wrong? Up. He's still got time though, which he I does. like. He's still very young. He's got time on his side, but he just needs sooner rather than later to get on top of these injury concerns because at the moment, to a certain extent, tainted his early part of his career. I agree. I agree, mate. Well, last point from me. Now, this was a trade, uh, a little mock trade by Bill Simmons the other day. Mm. I want to pose it to you guys and see who you think's kind of the winner out of it. Mm. 
Um, as the, the trade deadline heads into February, it's still a bit of time for moves to be made. So could be something that plays out here. But it's a three-team deal. So the Toronto Raptors receive D'Angelo Russell, Nikola Jovic, and a 2023 first-round pick from Miami. Mm-hmm. Minnesota received Kyle Lowry, and Miami received Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., how do you guys feel about that one? Again, it's off the dome. It's hard when you can't really I'll see read it. read that again. Yeah, yep, okay, let's see. Have a little squiz at that one. So just once again, Raptors received D'Angelo Russell, Jovic, and a first-round pick. Yep. Wolves received Kyle Lowry. Heat received Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent mm-hmm. Jr. Oh, I'd be I'd be happy if I was the Heat, I reckon. Yep. I'd be happy if I was the Heat receiving Van Vliet, knowing his all-star potential. And he gives his all every night. And Gary Trent Jr. is a solid role player, solid three-point guy, and he's not... Sometimes goes a bit cold. You're giving up Jovic, who's showing a little bit. Haven't yeah. seen a great deal of it's him yet. First the first round pick, you know, oh. you, you deal with that. But getting back Van Vliet and Trent Jr. And I wouldn't be too concerned really giving up Cole Lowry at this point at of this his point, career. No, 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 I agree. Yeah, I'd be happy if I was the Heat with that trade. For the Wolves, though, giving up D-Russ and just, well, essentially giving up D-Russ to get, to get Lowry back. It's essentially a straight swap for them. It's not mm. bad. You get you bring some veteran experience, mm. um, leadership some, potential. And he doesn't really fit with their timeline, does he? He doesn't, no. but like there's <clears throat> dealer. Uh what's a 27, 28? Yeah. A little bit better. What's Larry now? 34? Yeah. He's over the hump for He's sure. He's over the hump. So yeah. it was an interesting one, and it just kind of got me thinking, you know, what's gonna play out over the next few weeks? Mm. There's a lot of teams, and we'll probably speak to it more shortly that are you know, right in that no man's land, mm. there's a couple that aren't in that that top tier contenders, but could make a move. Uh, I tell you what, there's a lot of storylines to play out, lads. Do you think it's a foregone conclusion, just quickly, that D'Angelo Russell is on his way out of Minnesota because he's been right in the middle of these trade talks? There's been countless trade rumors surrounding him. I just wonder, his time in Minnesota, I think, is all but coming to an end. I'm going to uh, pump the brakes there, just because yeah, they're a okay. team I'm going to speak about very <laughs> okay, shortly. Yes. So um, I'll touch on that more. Uh, a little bit, but yeah, it could be just about curtains there, I reckon. Yep. Very good, so. lads. Let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. Excellent. So, as I said, we wanted to discuss our biggest standing surprises so far, for, for better or worse. Um, there's certainly been a lot of intriguing things that have played out so far in the first 40 or so games of the season. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd just open it up to the floor, take it whichever way you want, discuss any team you want, and we'll just uh, nut it out for a bit. Lee, Good. what's your been one of your biggest surprises so far? One of my biggest surprises has been where the Brooklyn Nets are sitting. And that's uh second overall. They're In saying high. that, yeah. they're second tied with about four teams, and it's crazy to think that, but nonetheless, they're second. Um, they had a rocky uh, enter last season, getting swept by Boston in the um in the first round, had a worrisome off-season trade mm-hmm. rumors mm-hmm. circulating circulating around both their star players, Kyrie and KD. And then even coming into the season, they had a poor start. Really um, poor start. Mm. On the court and then with Nash getting fired, Kyrie's, you know, anti-Semitic controversy. It was, I I really thought they were on track. I've forgotten about that, sorry. Just based on how they've gone, I forgot about the whole Kyrie situation. I thought they were on a similar route to where the Lakers are right now. Probably a bit better, but around that mark, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I said, now they're tied second in the league. The tsunami's settled. The shots are falling, and they're getting efficient shots too. They're they're putting all the pieces together. I didn't think they'd be sitting second overall. They were well, running with a twelve game win streak before they, they lost were, to the yeah. Bulls. Was it yesterday? 
yeah, the, the day before. The day before, the day yep, before yep. I was watching that game mm, and mm. Um, I kind of thought, oh, no, it's in Chicago. I reckon they'll just keep this streak going 13. The Bulls, you know, held control for pretty well most of the game. But, yeah, take nothing away from what the Nets have done over the last month or so. And, I mean, it's completely coincided with the head coach change as well. Like, yes. I think it's plain and obvious to see yes. that Jacques Vaughan is been a catalyst in why they have performed as well as they have recently. They just weren't buying into what Steve Nash was putting out there. And it was plain to see it. It blows my mind that a team with that much high end talent, as well as really valuable role players Mm. on that team Mm. weren't performing anywhere near their potential. But when you're not buying into the coach's plan, you can sort of see how that happens, but now they are, they're sort of reaping the rewards. And does it almost I think now we we kind of just it's almost like LeBron with KD that and you know Curry and all these players they've done it at such a high level for so long that it, even Giannis to a certain extent that mm-hmm. we almost not discredit but we don't give them the accolades they deserve for their performances yep. like KD is <laughs> performing at an absolutely elite elite level and, mm. and could certainly in any other year would probably be favorite for MVP at yeah. the moment and he's yet. still in contention he's still in mm. contention mm. you know 30 plus points a game just just dominating the floor. He yep. is just poetry in motion to watch on the offensive sure. end. And, um, you know, the way they're playing, TJ Warren coming off the bench, Curry coming off the bench. What an Arbe. There's a lot to, a lot to like about them. And I think this is kind of the vision that we saw when this nets, you know, even with the hardened iteration mm. of it, you know, this big three, how dominant they could be. It's yeah, starting sure. to come to fruition. Yeah, Absolutely. Very good, lads. I'll move ahead. I'll speak about the Minnesota Timberwolves just mm. as we touched on them a couple of moments ago there, Ro. Uh, it's been a big, big surprise to me how poorly they're doing at the moment. Sitting 11th with a record of 18 and 21. Granted, Cat's out at the moment, uh, but even when he was healthy, they looked poor. They looked mm, really they poor. Did. After giving up an absolute mint for Rudy Gobert, mm. the signs are quite worrying at the moment, I think. They just feel I'm very sorry. disjointed. Um, Edwards, who's been a lot better over the last couple of weeks, um, they just haven't got that consistency. D'Lo, again, kind mm. of feels like almost the odd man out. How's it all going to play out when when they get back, Cat? Um, and I'm not I'm not sold on their depth at all. I'm oh, not no. sold on their depth. Austin Rivers, Gaza, you know. Who do they have? They sold away all their depth for Rudy. They they, they traded the whole lot. Yeah, they traded they the whole house for him and. Uh, he just hasn't kind of found his straps yet. It's uh, been a little bit better without Cat. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But well, when it's he comes still back, been, what happens? Yeah, exactly. Which he no doubt will um, sooner rather than later. But they're one of these teams coming into the season. I was actually looking at my season predictions mm. as I was writing my notes. And they were one of these teams that I said could finish anywhere between fourth and 10th. And at yeah. the moment, they're sitting, yep. what, 11th? 11th at the moment. So they're even the, worse the than the... bearing down on the right, <laughs> I just yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So they're even lower than the lowest expectations that I had on them. And that's after making a move that they, within their organisation, would have thought would have elevated them into serious playoff contenders. Yeah. At the moment, they don't even look like making the play in the way that they're playing. It's just not working. I know it's still considerably early days given the fact that it we're sort of halfway into the first season of the Rudy Gobert cat yep. show, but it's just not working. They need to make some changes. So the what depth... is that move then? So what is that move? And I, I'll, I'll throw it to mm. both of you. Is it, do you look at getting rid of a cat and just making it purely Edwards team with the pieces around him? Do you get rid of D low and try and retool with cat Gobert, Russell, uh, Edwards, mm. pardon me. Mm. Um, which, which route do you go here? Do you already give up on Gobert? 
um, come season's end, possibly, you know, you're not going to get back anywhere near what you paid for him. Yeah, but... I think you start with perhaps because Finchie's uh, ass must be on the hot seat, right? It's getting uh, quite warm, I would have thought. You've yeah, got man. too much talent too early to throw it away. I'd probably look into a change of a head coach Ooh. to start with. Mm. Just, okay. And then the, from there, the and, and then, then from there, Delo has to be on the line. Well, we saw what we just yeah. spoke about the Nets bringing in Jacques Vaughan there. What what impact that had on the franchise? Could something similar happen with the Wolves? You think they're leaving? That's so. what your thinking is. I hope so. I, I've said for the longest time they play. They don't play smart ball. They're quite mm. a, a not not a, not too intelligent say, team. Say you know? the word. Dumb. Dumb. They're dumb. They they play dumb ball. No ball Cat, like you Cat at that power forward spot is running around the court. Um, I don't think it's... Yeah, change of head coach. The thing that I find with this team, I don't know if you guys have... And I probably haven't watched that many of their games this year for good I've reason. too many. Oh, have you? Too, yeah. too many. But every time I watch it, it sort of feels <clears> like they're sort of all playing for themselves. They're not necessarily playing for the team. It's a bunch of talented individuals, but it's not really cohesive as a team. And that comes back to this trade, doesn't it? They don't have a guy like Russell's tried to adapt a little bit more. He's been known as a scorer. They don't have someone who's just going to set the table and just play, mate, do they? No, absolutely not. I guess that's where that Lowry comes in, a guy who can score six points a game, it doesn't matter, but can just dish, dish the ball. Brings that championship pedigree as well which i think super valuable and super underrated i think sometimes like bringing like yes he's over the hump in his career but the stuff that he can bring the knowledge and experience he Mm -hmm. can bring to a team which is struggling massively and have been pretty for for a little while now um that'd be that'd be super valuable for them and i think it's probably worth a look into if on the wolves I certainly agree. Ro, what has been one of your biggest surprises early into the season? Uh, one oh, of my... I can't even say early now. It's halfway, yeah, it's like, isn't it? Halfway. Halfway through the season. Scary. The New York Knicks yeah. have been one of my absolute biggest surprises. Yeah. One of these teams, particularly... we saw. Well, we saw a few years ago, they surprised the <laughs> hell out of us. And to be honest with you, I thought that that was going to be a flash in the pan, yep. particularly after last year. Again, they were disappointing. They were, they were back to the Knicks of old. We had... You know, their star players not performing at the level that they needed to, namely Julius Randle, RJ Barrett was mediocre. Now sitting at six in the East, I was, yeah, expecting them to be hovering around that bottom part of the bottom eight. But no, they've come out. And I tell you what, just touched on that guy, Julius Randle. He's he's back and back with a vengeance this this season. Been really good. He was, to a certain extent, he was sort of at the butt of some of our jokes um, before this season started and probably unfairly so given the fact that he's st- like when you look at the box score he still performed quite well last year but just not anywhere near Got a little bit carried away old Julius I think at times he did but this year he's averaging uh 24 10 and 4 and he's been on an absolute tear over the last um fortnight averaging 31 13 and 4 the addition of Jalen Brunson has been enormous as well yep. so far this year he's averaging 20 three and six and RJ Barrett he's been a good third option as well averaging 19 five and three so there's I thought he was there you go I thought he was a bit higher than that yeah, hovering around that 19 yeah, okay. mark yep. so we've got their main three guys who are doing what they're being paid to do at the moment all hovering around that 20 or thereabouts um mark which is really really good news for them and the way that they've been playing recently I think there's no doubt about it they are looking like they can seriously contend for a playoff position, mm-hmm. which I think if you're a New York fan, gives you so much hope yeah. because 
That's a win, I think, given they, how last season went. I think so. And I think if you're a New York fan as well, like after last season, you might have been thinking, okay, we had that one good season. Now it's just back to another decade of mediocrity. Yeah. Like it's just but that they've bounced back and they've honestly shocked me because knowing New York, knowing the history of this franchise, particularly over the last, you know, five to ten years, you just would have thought they're probably not going to perform as, as well as um, fan, their fans would be expecting them to. And they're in a spot, I think, you know, where they are certainly over-exceeding expectations, but they've got pieces that could be moved to enhance this squad. You mm. look at uh, Obi Topin, mm. Evan Fournier, they'd certainly want to offload his contract. Cam Reddish might <laughs> yeah. still garner a little bit in a package. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even D-Rose you could possibly look. No, don't trade D-Rose. Don't want to trade him? I, I would but, not. Well, there was talk I, I about that. that, but I would uh, not trade him if I was the next. But there, there are pieces to be moved there, aren't they? That, yeah. that that could get them. You know, they're certainly not going to be a contender as such. But no. to be a, a tough playoff out, um, I still think there's uh, quite a few teams that are considerably better than they are. But yeah, you know, there's there's options to be made. Like, I think, and um, they've certainly well and truly exceeded my expectations. So, oh, do you reckon Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson? is number one on this team. Now, I know I have Brunson bias because of my fantasy, and I know Roe has Randall bias <laughs> because of his fantasy. But I'm leaning towards Barrett because of my fantasy. Oh, oh come, come on. on. No, you got to get out of that. No, I think I think he is. No, right now. Right now. Do I? Are you saying who do you think? Who's number one who's, right now? Who's the focal point on this team? I think it's probably RJ. I don't think. No, no, no. Be, I think they're grooming him to be. Like I think he's probably not he's not playing the best out of those three at the moment, but I think he's the one that they're pushing to be the number one. Just quickly, Was do you have RJ in your fantasy team? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, there we go. But he, it's fantasy. On, there was advice. a game the other week where he had like thirty-seven points and six and six or something. He was phenomenal in it. It was a game where they just just fed him, and I think they're trying to do more of that. Like as you say, that's why it shocked yeah. me when you said mm. nineteen points. Um, I think that's. Probably the guy they're grooming. I'd say probably Randall's the number one at the moment. But I think going forward, they're going to try and make Barrett the number one. Okay. So we've got three different opinions on the table here, which is good. Uh, there you go. Variety's the spice of life, mate. There we go. Lee, uh, Lee what have you got? I've got um, Miami Heat surprising me for the worse. And, I mean, not not too bad. I just thought they'd be higher. They're sitting eight right now, um, 20 and 19 record. They've been on quite... Uh, a good run the last couple of games, so I will give them that. But bollocks! Did oh, you watch the game yesterday. Yes, tell yeah. me about it. Oh, tell me. Well, they, tell they, me how good the Lakers. No AD, no LeBron, just Westbrook time, they've, baby. They've, they've lost a win. lot of winnable games, mm. namely big win. The LeBronless, the ADless Lakers, and also Did you watch it? no Lonnie Walker. No Lonnie Walker. Yeah. I, I was watching it and I was like, oh, okay. You can just feel it's coming. You know, after halftime, the yeah. heat, they've got that talent. Hero was quiet. You could just feel him coming out to cook. Nope. No, wasn't the case. It wasn't to be. No. Look out. The, I tell you what, a lot of heart in that game. Did you get really, a bit of pep back in your step after that one? I, it did. It yeah, really made me proud. So. Mm. Yeah, so that that kind of speaks to they'll have a couple of good games and then they'll take one step yeah. back. Because they have made some ground, hasn't they, in they the last have. few weeks? I mean, Bam is playing probably the best bowl of his life he's been outstanding i agree jimmy's been serviceable he's been injured a little bit but Hot he's cold. playing as he should but then you look at kyle lowry you think he's he's lost his touch especially defensively he's, he's not reliable on the defensive end struce isn't too much of a threat from three anymore 
Uh, Vincent struggles with his consistency right now. I just think they're Duncan looking Robinson, one yeah. of the worst contracts in the mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're looking like a playing team who, if they make it into the playoffs, they'll get swept. It's quite disappointing because you look at, like you mentioned before, Lee, the name Max Struess, and he's a guy who looked like it was only upside for him to come. Like it yeah. looked like he was going to be one of these three point snipers going forward. And yeah, probably Yurtsevin. Yurtsevin mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. probably hasn't panned out the way it. They were expecting it to um, this season. They have been a surprise, but I still, to be honest with you, have faith that going forward they can sort of rejig themselves back up the standings. Um, I think at the halfway point, it certainly hasn't gone the way they wanted to, but it's fairly close. don't know how many games they are behind the true contenders, but I reckon... So they're seven behind first. They're knocking on the door of the pace. Well, let's, let's do this. So... Mm. Do you think the Miami Heat will use the sixth and seventh? Because I think the top five are probably better. Do you think the Heat are better than the Pacers? Uh, what are we saying right now? Because yes. I completely agree with Roy. I think they will have an uptick in efficiency and climb you, their way. Do you think the standings. Heat's better than the Pacers? Yes. Yeah, I do. I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard the Pacers. Oh, I'm, I'm going the Pacers. Mate, I'm like about to touch on the Pacers. Oh, there, there we go. That. I won't say too much. And then the Knicks. Do you think they're better than the Knicks then? Probably not right now, but like I said, towards the end of the season, think, I think they could be. I think they'll be above the Knicks, yeah. I, I yeah. don't. Wow. You look, I, I'm I mean, flat you, on the heat. You look at mm. Boston last year. They had really a woeful flat. start to the season. As soon as that All-Star game hit, they were on a run and they probably had the best end second half. But... With that, the Lakers also had a shocking start and they completely dicked out, didn't they? Yes. Garbage. Yeah. Mm. Can go either way. Can it certainly either can. Way. Um, with the hate though, Lee, so you think if they do make the playoffs, they're getting swept? Uh, if they keep playing how they're playing, yes. Okay. There you go. I mean, I'm, they're, they're an interesting team, aren't they? They should be a lot better than what they are, yet you wouldn't completely rule them out. No. They're, they're funny, funny old spots. Mm. Um. Let me talk about here the Phoenix Suns. Mm, please do. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> well, where do you it's, start? Uh, they are struggling. Mm. Currently sitting eighth, tied with the ninth place team, the Warriors, there with a twenty and nineteen record, nearly under five hundred now. Um, after an incredible start, they've just bottomed out. They've lost on a four-game losing streak. They're three and seven in their last ten. Looked like a shell of them former selves without Booker in the lineup there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we all know, CP3 isn't getting any younger. No. Well, I think they're more looking so like a playing team. And at the way they're going, depending how much longer Book is out, you know, the Wolves could still do a little mm-hmm. bit of damage. The Jazz, they've slipped recently, but they've still got enough talent there. The Lakers are starting to build a little bit more. So mm-hmm. now, hopefully AD back shortly. Uh they're in danger of slipping below the playing picture at the minute. Like, I'm not saying they'll mm. finish there, but they're in danger, danger. at the moment. Mm. There's a lot of teams catching up. And as I said, they've still got quite a few road games to come. Mm. I'm I'm quite concerned about this team at the moment. Do you have any faith in them, fellas? Oh, look, do I have faith in them that they can elevate themselves again? Yes. Um, but to be like, I completely agree with everything you've said. It's looking quite ominous at the moment for the Phoenix Ooh. Suns. They, we mentioned after they made the finals and they lost the finals that there was a window that they had and yeah. that window was closing very quickly. very quickly. And I think what we're seeing at the moment is even though that window isn't completely closed, it isn't shut, it's closing rapidly. And I think the Mavs pretty well shut it on them. Yeah, and well, game six and seven, flattening them, uh, just I think exposed. I them. think they definitely made an impact. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think what we're seeing is. 
the Suns are sort of falling out of contention to be true contenders. And will they elevate themselves? Maybe, but I think from what I've seen so far, they're probably not going to be up there contending with the with the big dogs. Yourself, Lee, do you just, like you look at the talent in the West at the minute, the Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, you know, bloody, 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 blah. There's a it's so so deep at the minute. Yeah. Where do you see them in the hierarchy at the moment? Even with let's say Booker's back, mm. I, I think they've just their problem is they've taken their foot off the pedal for a bit too long, their hands off the steering wheel for a bit too long. They got a bit too kind of knee driving, you reckon? Bit of knee driving. That's a Nick special if ever I've seen that. Bloody eyes. I think the thing that everyone loved about them the most has been their downfall and that's how fun of a team they were and mm-hmm. how, how good their chemistry looked but then you look at it from a different perspective and it's like maybe they should have been um shooting the ball in shoot arounds maybe they should have been putting a bit more effort in um and yeah i think did they you watch the game oh my goodness it was the hardest watch i've ever I've seen mm-hmm. watching them play the cavs the other day yeah go ahead oh it was like 13 to 16 or something stupid at quarter time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That's a tough watch. And then quarter two didn't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> it was third and fourth quarter slightly better, but it was just bricklayers yeah. everywhere. It. it was the same against with the with the uh, the Raptors and Bucks game. It was like yeah. a 13 to 14 first quarter. I was like, are you, are you taking the piss? Yeah. Like, this is... Highest level league in the world. This is... It was honestly painful to watch that mm. game. And I thought, oh, Mitchell coming off the back of 71. Mm. You know, the Suns will be fired up, need a win. Nah, and, no, and nothing. No. The thing with the Suns, you can pick out probably every player individually and, and Nick pick little points at them. DeAndre oh, yeah. Ayton playing like he was in trade talks, playing which he like was. He wanted to go to Indiana. Uh, D-Book, mm. not, not super, super consistent. He blows up when he's uh, on fire, but if not, he has stinkers. CP3, not getting younger. Um, campaign and Landry Shamit, like, they like D-Book, they're good when they're good, but if they're having an off night, you're not getting anything from them. They're playing like a demoralised team, and that yeah. come, I think it sort of does come back to what you were saying, Nick, about the Dallas Mavericks absolutely putting the sword to them because when that kind of thing happens to your franchise, particularly when internally you think you should be true contenders, yeah, it, it does serious damage to the future of your franchise what were they in the in the year prior in the finals against the bucks they were two zip up weren't they forgive me yeah i, I, I think believe. so i think so bottled yeah. it from yeah. there yeah last season every indicator was pointing to them being champions or at least western conference or nba finalists mm. didn't even make the western conference finals game six and seven um game seven at home there and just getting absolutely mm. torched yep game was over first quarter you know that is that lingers. It does. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I think I'm just about done with this team this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yep. don't see a way in which they're kind of coming back, being better than the teams ahead of them. Mm. Um, even the teams below them coming up now, I, I'm starting to have a little more faith in them. Mm. There we go. Says a lot. Says a lot. Ro, let's move ahead. One of my biggest surprises this season, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Like we've spoken about them so far this season. It's just been these out of the blue teams. We're sort of thinking, okay, when are they going to start dropping down the standings? When are they going to start dropping back down to 12th position in the West, yep. West which have become so accustomed to doing um, over the last decade? But uh, currently sitting fifth in the West with a 2017 record. So still sitting above 500. As I said, it's completely come out of the blue this season. And particularly after they lost, or they didn't, or they did lose him, but they mm. basically just gave up Tyrese Halliburton, mm. the, who many thought would be the future of their franchise. Yeah, you thought 
they couldn't possibly go any lower, but now they might just do that. They might drop down to the, you know, bottom three um, positions in the standings, but no, it's worked out really well. They sort of seem really rejuvenated or mm. something this season. There's I think like, so too. There's like a really good overall team chemistry. It's the beam, mate. Like the beam. Is. Yeah, yeah, like the beam is having an impact for sure. Yeah, bloody and eye. even having things like giving the best defensive player for that night, um, you know, what, what do they give him? Like a necklace type yeah. thing with a depoy thing on it. Like it, it's this kind of thing which is making a difference. And it's just small things like that. But I think it's improving the overall feel within the locker room. Mm-hmm. A locker room which is for so long since the 2005-06 season been accustomed to oh. missing the playoffs. So it's been a lot off the back of a few people in particular. I talk about DeMontis Sabonis, who in my personal opinion, I think should be an all-star this year. Playing with a broken finger, isn't he? And he's, he's, he, he currently is the last couple of games and he's elected not to have surgery or whatever because it was going to keep him out too long, especially while they're in the midst of this push, yes. not wanting to kind of slide down. So he's he's playing injured. And um, what game was it? The other night they played the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. It was the Grizzlies and Stephen Adams just absolutely ate him because he, he? he just couldn't go up and match him. Yeah, injured. yeah. Um, but that, that's kind of what it means to him, what it means exactly. to the franchise at the minute, that he's willing to play through it. It speaks to, that's exactly right. It speaks to like, get, if this was like a few years ago, just say, and that's they're ho- hovering around that 12, 13 mark still. So bonus has taken a holiday. He's, yeah. he's off, but he's averaging 18, 12 and six so far. Should make his third all-star appearance. Fox has been doing his part. He started off the season on fire. He's come back down to earth a little bit, but he's still Killer averaging. Yeah, what's well, that? Last, the last week, Game winners after game winners. Uh, just his his ability to drive. He is, I think, and I, I heard it on the broadcast the other day, when he's dribbling, he is the quickest player in the league. Did well, they test that? I think they, they had proved that. One the other day, I think it was four seconds or something he had to get from coast to coast. Yep. Um, and I think it was the game winner he hit. Yeah. And it was just incredible. He's so electric. That's just, what we know him for, you know, being oh, that explosive, fast guard. So quick. Oh, but in saying agility. that, his mid-range game has improved immensely this season. They all um, the floaters. But mm-hmm. for not even the floaters, just jumpers. I think I yeah. he's shooting 52% from mid-range this season. And I think I saw that was like top four or five in the league. And that's De'Aaron Fox. I think he's just improving overall mm. in the game. 24-6 and four and a half boards mm. on 50.4% field goal. That's good. It's been so good, so good to see because last year we kind of thought his career might be plateauing a little bit. Mm. Like we thought, that's what it felt. It just stagnated. Yeah, it wasn't going to progress naturally anymore. Likewise with the Kings, it sort of seemed like they were sort of hovering hovering around in that bottom part of the eight. Um, But they've also been receiving contributions from the other guys within their starting five. So we look at Kevin Herter. Big pickup. He looks like like prime clay right now. He looks so good, doesn't he? I think he might be... Him and Malik Monk for this team. Malik Monk. Two of the most yep. underrated pickups of the offseason. I think so. They've been overlooked massively. What would I give for the Lakers to have back uh, the old monkey man at the minute? He's oh, been unreal. Someone can shoot the ball. Keegan Murray's looked good. Yeah. So was Davian Mitchell in his second season. But I, I need to give some credit to Mike Brown once again. Yes. My all-star coach. He's a player's coach. He's probably my favourite coach at the moment. Mm. He good relationship with the Oh, he, just, he? he puts yeah. his all into the plays. He jumps out on the court when a wrong foul is called. Um, I love Mikey. He would give anything to protect his players, and he's always going to be on his players' side. Yeah. 
So no, he's been he's been enormous for them. And for you guys, where do you think? Yes, they're sitting at fifth at the moment. Is there still doubts about whether they can make the playoffs? Is there still oh. doubts whether they will even make the play? And like, do you do you envisage the Sacramento Kings to continue somewhat from what we've been seeing so far, or do you not have the faith in them? I think for me, I'm thinking plain. I think probably the Clippers will get them, possibly the Blazers. The Warriors expecting Curry back very, 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 very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. There's a few have, good teams below them. I'd have more mm-hmm. faith in them. I think they're a playing team. I, I, I'm trying to think: is there a world in which they drop out of that? Probably not. No. I Although don't think the so. Lakers, they're only th- the Lakers and Wolves are only you know three or two and a half, three games back mm-hmm. of them. Um, I, they've still got a lot of work to do, but I, I, I envisage them season's end in the playoff, play-in, play should in, I say. Yep. And chasing that elusive playoff appearance. Since 2005, I was, I was probably learning my ABCs when they made the playoffs last. Yeah, it would have been... Fresh out of the womb, just about. Ready about oh, the head no, into Kings. No, no, like what, what year were you born? 01. Yeah, 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 yep. Must be nice. Learn to shit for yourself and yep. all that good stuff. <laughs> But, but they are fun, aren't they? They're a <laughs> they fun are. team. And for, yeah. your, for yourself, Lee, do you see them? Where do you see them falling season's end? I hope they fall around the six mark, just making the playoffs. Just but, scraping in. But I probably think probably nine or eight. Yeah, okay. Mm, yep. Yeah, I'm with you, I think. Yeah, around that eight, nine, potentially ten. As I said, and we're just looking at the standings as we speak, there's a few really good teams below them. So you've got to be wary of that. Yeah, very good. Excellent. Well, I'll push ahead with my next one. The Dallas Mavericks, currently sitting fourth. I think it's slightly surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, given that they don't have an out-and-out number two, um, it really has been an all-time historic season thus far from Luka Doncic. And the fact that he's not, you know, MVP favourite just speaks to the volumes of some of what the uh, the output of these other players is. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly well and truly in the running still, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, he has just been incredible. And, you know, that stat line the other day, as you said, Lee, you know, what was it, 60, 22, and 10 overtime game. It was incredible, like historic in its own right. Mm. Um, broke a heap of records, but it's not even quite that surprising, I mm. guess, to a certain extent, Yeah, uh, which just speaks to the level he's at at the moment. Um, it's great to see Kemba Walker in the team. Mm. Getting, Love to see getting that. some minutes, playing mm. good ball. Uh, they're just... I don't know. I, in terms of the, I guess the West hierarchy, I think they're just outside. Like I, I, I think four is a bit of an over at the yes, minute. So I, I think based on their roster, they're probably a six, seven, eight team. Mm. Uh, but just given the way how good Luke has been, he's he's elevated him to this spot. So I certainly wouldn't want to face them in a series. Mm. Uh, I think they're a little bit off the pace at the moment in terms of overall roster construction. But I tell you what, he is. He's incredible. He's, there's in there's not enough superlatives to actually speak to him, how good he's been. I don't think I... There's not many players in the league who can score with the utmost ease as Luka Doncic. Mm. Like, he's going at... We've always spoken about Luka Doncic and it's been widely publicised that he's not the quickest player, not the most athletic, but he just always finds a way to put the, bucket in, uh, put the ball in the bucket. And he does that on any given night. You look at the box score, he's an yeah. automatic 30, 10, and 10 player. Best pickup for my fantasy team. He's Guaranteed been enormous money. Is um in terms of all the superstars within the league, is there any player do you think who is who's got to do more for a team? 
Like, who's responsible for oh, more no. of the workload? God, like, he's, he's got the not. biggest. No. Yeah, like he's got the biggest responsibility. Especially now Brunson's out. If he were to go down, and I think that's where a little bit of the lack of faith for me comes with the Mavs. Mm. Should he go down, they're, they're up the creek. Even yeah. for like a week or two. You know, oh, they're dropping right down if he's gone for a week or two. It's like how the, close it is. It's like when AD was out last mm-hmm. season, like for most of the season, then LeBron went down and it was started yeah. dipping. Yeah, yeah, he just plays at his own pace. I saw Pat Bev say, from a from a opponent's perspective, it's hard to gauge his tempo. He said, um, like some players, you can gauge it and it'd be like boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, but he's like boom. Boom, yeah, boom, boom. Just, and then he can, yeah, he has boom. those little little bursts. Yeah, it's not the quickest bloke, but he once he his acceleration. He, yeah, he lulls people in, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, super fun this team. Blood so certainly overs there for the Mavs in fourth at the moment for me. What, my last huge surprise this season, I think it's been a huge surprise for a lot of NBA fans, is the Indiana Pacers mm. sitting at seventh in the East. So much performed so much better than anyone would have anticipated, even with. Such a really such a good player in Tyrese Halliburton. You look at that roster overall, and I don't think you're expecting a playoff contender. Um, you saw, like from my perspective, I was thinking they've got Tyrese Halliburton now. It's sort of the start of yeah. a rebuild. Yeah. Like you start to dish off Miles Turner. Who's, He's been so good. He's a couple been, of weeks ago, yeah. since he said the Lakers, oh, you should look at getting me on that interview or whatever. He's been great. He's up in his trade. Wow. He's up in his value, isn't he? Mm. Like is it massive. because he wants to stay? Do you think now, like he's buying oh, in, or maybe, is he still looking for the exit? Yeah, maybe he's looking to stay. Who well, knows? They're in the plane at the minute. The Lakers aren't in the planes. So. Yeah. Well, he's averaging. Uh, he's fourth um, average in blocks this season. So he's back to his best in terms of blocks. And he's yeah. also contributing um, 16 points so far this season, which is a bounce back to what he was um, providing, you know, the last season, which is really good to see. But they've caught me off guard. We look at Tyrese Halliburton averaging 21-4 and 10, and he's probably just behind Shea Gilgis-Alexander in terms of most improved player from my perspective anyway yeah. this yep. season. Um, Buddy Hield, he's been solid. He's probably been as consistent as he's probably ever been in his career because he's always been the type of player who is an absolute flamethrower from the three-point line, but he can ha- also have games where he can be dead cold as well. well. He had a good game against the, uh, what do you have, 24, 9 and 6 and 2 steals against the uh, yeah against the 76ers the other day, which was fantastic. He's so added I was watching a... it and he's just money. Yeah, he is. He's added a little bit more consistency, which is nice and is what the Indiana Pacers need because they can't rely as heavily on Tyrese Halliburton. And Miles Turner, at the end of the day, is more of a defensive-minded player as opposed to an offensive-minded player. It's just been the cherry on top that he's been able to provide a few more points. But Nemhart? Nemhart's yeah. been undersung, I think, as yeah. well. I think he's been good. Mathurin's um, cooled down a little bit, but still been fantastic. Yep. Probably just maybe second in the rookie of the year race, maybe still. Yeah, probably well, dropped a little bit. Early days, he was a clear second, but yeah. yeah it's it's tightened up a little bit, bit there. Yeah. Now, but they're a fun team, aren't they? they and are. They're kind of, I guess, the way forward, the blueprint's been set for the next couple of years mm. with, with that young core that they're building now, aren't they? For sure. Could Tyrese Halliburton be an MVP contender over the next few seasons if the Indiana yep. Pacers can keep it up? Because I see him similar mm, to Luka Doncic in the, yeah. in the way, not nowhere near the, the level that Luka's at, but I see him in the fact that he's going to be able to lead the team's 
to victories, which he's done so far It'd this like season. Steve Nash MVP kind yeah. of run, wouldn't it? Not, also not facilitate the 35 points a game. Not the triple scorer. doubles every game, yeah. no. Um, I could say well. Yeah, I think I, I can as well. Don't think I could. Just because too much God, other talent. Yes, exactly. God, I wish he could be an MVP because I. What um, about in his entire career? Let's rule out yeah. the next few years. What about in his entire career? I still, unfortunately, don't. I don't think he'd crack top three. To be honest. In saying that, I think he's maybe top 15, top 20 right now, mm-hmm. but there's just too much talent. You're like, I, I don't even have to name the names. But yeah, yeah, I know. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I you can, see, I can see a world where he's in contention, whether he would actually win the MVP is a different story, but I think he's probably get, like he has to, he would have to be if the Indiana All Pacers. All NBA first team then. Let, what do you reckon? He's got that potential. Then. Yeah, I think so. One I of the, so. I guess, yeah. the, the top five players within the league. Yeah. Okay, I'll give him that because oh, okay. I could see him cracking. Like seventh, eighth in MVP talks. Okay. All his key statistical categories are increasing, and I think he's still early days in his career. I he love could him. probably love be it. a twenty-five, five, and eleven player. Yeah, I, yeah. I see that too. And mm. um, what a what a pickup uh, for the Pacers. You know, it was that whole Sabonis Halliburton trade. It really divided fans, divided mm. um, yeah fan bases, divided us a little bit. I think as mm. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. it's it's really working out. Just tremendously for both franchises at the moment. So yeah. loving what Halliburton's doing. Last one from me, guys, mm. the Toronto Raptors. Raps. Yeah. <sighs> sitting twelfth at sixteen and twenty-two. An extremely, extremely disappointing season so far. Yep. And they're a team it comes back to that trade at the top of the show. We mentioned they're in a real funny spot uh, between push forth with this iteration of the team or or blow it up. You know, a lot of talk around possibly Fred Van Bleet moving on, OJ and Anobi with his high value at the moment. Yep. Um, you know, do you do you offload Siakam? Possibly why his value is so high as well. There's a lot of different routes this team could go and uh, they're just in a real funny spot. It was incredible the other day uh, watching their game against the Bucks. Mm. Just an absolute breakfast for the first half. The game with pretty much two minutes to go was, was over. They were down by 15. Mm-hmm. One of the most incredible, incredible comebacks I've seen in recent time. By the grace of God, managed to send it to OT. Giannis <laughs> kind of turned it on then, but yep. an incredible comeback and just kind of showed how good this team can be when they lock in. But mm. we also saw the worst of them in the in the first couple of quarters. So I uh, I just don't know where they're at. I think it's probably time to, to make some moves. Mm. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm with you. And I was just having a quick look. I just wanted to see where I had them in my Eastern Conference standings. I thought I had them quite low, but I had them ninth and yeah, I, I think the, I was around the same at the time I did that I was thinking oh I probably should be giving them a little bit more credit because I could probably see them sitting around that seven six to seventh mark but there's just something about them that I always hit overs is it nine yeah, out of ten did, in yeah. their in their predicted kind of record they've, they've hit the overs yeah yeah I think they have so They've even dropped below my lowest expectations. And me sitting them at ninth was me sort of putting myself out there to a certain extent because they could have been higher, but they've been quite awful really. And they need to make changes. I know it's halfway through the season, but from what we've seen so far, they just, they're not showing me any glimpses of improvement. What pace is it? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you you get the thinking cap on your next. I've got the think, I've had the thinking cap Okay, who are you going with then? Well, I was going to say the seasons where they're performing uh, well and finished 
kind of top of the east what was it like third or fourth or something so yeah, maybe no, no, hovering in contention yeah yep. mm-hmm. that was the year that both Siakam and Fred Van Vliet Fred Van Vliet were mm-hmm. playing amazing bowl they because we've said for the longest time they don't have one out and out superstar for them to perform well they need both their two star players to play amazing so he Siakam, needs to have a kid does he that's, no, that's the that's thing. not Freddie, my solution. Freddie needs a kid, another one. <laughs> not mini Drake. Uh, Siakam yeah. is playing amazing bowl right now, I think. So I'd say Fred would be the piece to move. Yeah, you can't get... I don't think you can get rid of Siakam. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, the last superstar was um, Kawhi Leonard, and look what that resulted in. I, highest I, highest I, accolades of all time. I think Fred's got to go as well, and hopefully mm. it just enables Scotty to be a little bit better. He's yep. cooled off this season, not he quite has. reaching the heights we thought. But I still think he's quite untouchable. Oh, yeah, I think he's untouchable yeah. too. Yeah. Unless it's for like, like uh, he was in trade talks for KD. And, and even then they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. That's the way it's gone. <laughs> but uh, I agree. I think Fred's probably the piece to go. Mm. Um, I think just given the way their roster's constructed, you could possibly look to get rid of OG as well while his value is yeah. so high. Mm. Um, you know, all teams are looking for some that two-way player that for sure. you know he's so formidable at. Um, I think Fred would be the first, but I think if they were to get rid of Fred, it would open up the door for a couple more pieces to be mm. moved with that as well. Mm. I know yep. this guy didn't start his season there, but God, I wish Kyle Lowry finished his season in Toronto. I feel like that's when the glue started falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a heart and soul type player, isn't he? Well, I think they mucked up when they lost Dragic going to the Bulls there. I thought he would have been a huge, just a backup guard just to help. You know, Fred Van Vliet's not a natural playmaker Mm. as such, but having Dragic there, I think, would have been been massive for the Dragon, doing good things in Chicago. Yep, for sure. Lads, beautiful. There is the first episode of 2023 done. How are we feeling for the year? Big year coming up late. A bit tired, to be honest. <laughs> a bit too early tired. on the Saturday morning. Oh, mate, the birds Just are chirping. Over the, 11. I was about to say the sun's shining, but it's not. It's but not. Uh, it's going to be a big year, isn't it, right? Oh, it's going to be a Certainly year looking year. forward to it. Yep, bounce back. There's a lot a lot to look forward to in the back half of the season. Yep. I think what we've mentioned so far sort of just is the tip of the iceberg oh, in terms of like the surprises this season. I think going forward, we're going to see some things that we probably – Weren't expecting. Absolutely. When's trade season open? That's, we uh, know that's the best. Trade time. season's on now, mate. Is it? Yeah, trade deadline. When's in the trade going to come on? Probably next couple of weeks. Uh, when the trade's going to come on? Uh, probably in the last like five minutes of the <laughs> yeah. trade period, as per uh, usual. It all happens at once. So <laughs> yeah. we'll certainly keep you guys up to date with all that. As we are now back into routine 2023, all your latest NBA and NBL news. Be sure to follow all of our socials, subscribe wherever you listen to the show mm-hmm. so you never miss another episode. And for myself, Liam Rowe, we got, we'll be back next week to discuss everything NBA with you. See you later.